0: faithwire.com
1: marvel gives us a trans superhero steph curry was almost aborted the story behind that and a pro-choice activist gets stumped at a hearing with one simple question today is thursday may 19th 2022 i'm dan andros we'll have that top story and more on today's four and three podcast from cbn's faithwire you can subscribe to us on itunes we'd love to have you with us every day as we go through the news of the cray, as we like to say from a Christian perspective, because it's all crazy out there. Um, with me today, as always, Trey Gons-Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faithfire.com with a look at what's coming up on the podcast today. Fellas, what's going on? Friday Junior is here.
2: Uh, I am so excited. It's going to be like 92 <laughs> degrees here
1: in New York. On is it? Saturday. Is, is it, it really? Is oh, it on Saturday, not today. No, not today. It's rainy and cold. And awful. Uh,
0: see, in Lynchburg, it's... Uh, we're supposed to, it's supposed to be 90 degrees today and sunny so look at you look at you yeah, nice and then and like balmy. 95 on saturday <laughs>
1: <laughs> no spring summer just skip that spring you're right into summer yeah
0: yeah that's right um that's right. so i'm going to be talking about the marvel story that you mentioned at the top dan we'll get into those details
2: And I am going to be talking about this pro-choice activist who was basically stumped and completely without words when she was posed a simple question about abortion.
1: (laughs) That was an incredible, an incredible moment. So looking forward to uh, hearing that. And we're going to start here, though. The NBA finals are going on. And I know you two guys are just huge sports (laughs) fans. You can't get enough of all the sports going on right now. Um, Huge. Yeah, huge, huge. No sarcasm there at all. Uh, but the but the NBA playoffs are going on, and it is down to the final four teams. And Steph Curry, obviously one of the bigger names in the NBA and in just sports in general. And um, uh, he we've we've covered we've covered him many times, just talking about his faith and his family. His father and his mother have been open about their faith as well. Uh, and his mother, Sonia Curry, has written a book called "Fierce Love: A Memoir of Family Faith." And purpose, and it's interesting because she talked about and opened up in this book about how she almost aborted Steph Curry, and uh, it's it's remarkable because she talks about how you know God had a plan for for that child, and she also kind of alludes to the fact that she did have a previous abortion, and um, she was just a confusing time for her, and so she talked about it on a podcast. And uh, here's, here's a clip of her reflecting on that decision when she almost uh, had a, another abortion.
3: Well, it, it almost could not go in the book. Like, the spirit was just guiding this book of what was going to go into it, how it was going to come together. But when it got to, really, the nuts and bolts of making certain decisions like I was faced with, there could be no Stefan. If I would have gone through that, there would have been no support Stephen Curry the second. And, you know, God had a plan for that child. And um, just the spirit interceding at that moment in a way that I didn't even know at the moment was happening, um, just spoke to, again, the purpose of, you know, faith and and. And how am I best describe it? It's just, you know, faith that, okay, I don't want to make this decision because that would have been the second time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make that decision again. And now I just got to trust God to move forward with me having this child. You know, I don't know what's going to happen between Dell and I at that point. Um, and I just got to make this one decision. I got to just make this one right decision.
1: And so she went on to talk about it there. But uh, interesting there, guys. I mean, again, I know you being big sports fans, this is. I did not know Stephen Curry's first name was actually Wardell. His father, Del Curry, a famous basketball player as well. I guess his, since he's a second, I had no idea that he's a, a second and that his first name is actually Wardell. Had absolutely no idea. So, but that's obviously not the point of the story. And uh, it is interesting to hear her talking about how God intervened in that moment and she just felt being pulled not to do that again. And um, just incredible uh, that she's able to even just really reveal that and, and discuss that um, uh, as she was talking there, that she just felt that the spirit was guiding in the book and that she had to put it in there. So um, so an interesting revelation for sure. And she also was on another podcast, Jameel Hill's Unbothered, and she elaborated a little bit more on, on her faith and on that situation.
3: So it was just one day at church. I was just sitting there and, you know, the sermons are, the pastor just seems like he's just talking to you. There could be 10,000 people in the room and he's like you, uh, and he just talked about if you're tired of doing the same old saying, mo, just give Jesus a try, just try, just, you know, and I just got up, went to the front and it was just like, I can't do this. And like, I don't want this anymore. So Lord, I'm going to try you, you say you've said all that you are. And, uh, let's see, I'm going to go for it. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like all the worldly things just weren't working.
1: So they're revealing a little bit about her faith and the struggle she was having, thinking about, um, those decisions she made and, um, well, kudos to her guys. I mean, why does this one matter? Obviously, you know, Sonya Curry, a, a big name with her, Famous family, her son is, or both of her sons are pretty famous. One of her sons, probably the most famous basketball player out there. Um, along with her, I, I I think she might have separated from Del Curry, actually, now that I think about it. Um, not up on my full, uh, the, the Curry's whole family situation, but Del Curry, your father, Steph Curry, uh, obviously also was an NBA player, a very good one at that. So um, good to hear her opening up about this and choosing life. And it's it's very sobering. When there's somebody out there that we all, you know, except for you non-sports fan heathens, uh, enjoy and watch them excel and be great at something to think that they wouldn't have been there if it weren't for this decision. And and you think of how many people aren't here that maybe that, that we would have loved and enjoyed and, um, and and regardless of the if they were famous, that families would have loved and enjoyed and and had been aborted because of all these false things we hear. Um, And these fears that are put in people that that these lies that are told that they're not going to be able to to make it, they're not going to be able to survive, they're not gonna be able to have their career and not gonna be able to have this and that unless they abort. And it's just a wicked lie from the pit. And so um, so this story is sobering to me, guys. And, you know, I'm also glad that she didn't go through with it. And that God intervened in that situation.
2: Yeah, no, and, and I think to your point, you know, dismissing and dispelling and understanding those lies that people are told. Um, and yeah, you know, look, this is a bold thing to talk about because a lot of people would hide it and never want to share yep. it. And so I do think, you know, everyone's out there, shout your abortion. It's like, well, <laughs> like talk about people need to talk about these issues. What was it? And I love that she discussed not only <clears throat> what was making her feel like this was the right thing to do initially. But what, what turned that perspective around and how God can change our perspectives on anything when we allow him to, to do that and when we trust him. And so that is a um, – that's an important message there. And we just – we need more of that. So rather than the shut your abortion stuff, like talk about your story and what it was that that actually brought you to that place of, of redemption and making the right choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, more prominent people sharing their stories of how they made it work kind of uh, – pushes back against the narrative that the left and certainly the pro-abortion side will tell you, which is that it's impossible to carry a child to term, have a child, keep it or give it up for adoption, whichever you choose, and still have a meaningful and fruitful life. like if you, if you just listen to the pro-abortion side, it's it's a binary. You cannot have both. Yeah. Uh, when in reality, uh, Steph Curry's mom's life is so much richer, obviously. Uh, because she chose to go forward with um, with having her child and uh, chose to keep her child and raise her, her sons. So uh, it's just, uh, it's an incredible story. And I think, like you said, Billy, uh, we can't have enough of them. We need to hear more of these stories because the, the left with the pro-abortion stuff is not backing down. They're just getting more and more bullish. Um, so I think it's important that there's that counter-narrative, that pro-life narrative, and certainly... Um, the most important aspect is the Christian Mm. side of that story uh, and highlighting the fact that God is capable of transforming anybody's heart and anybody's perspective uh, and turning it toward his will, and that's exactly what he did with her life.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So, all right, story number two. So Marvel has unveiled a transgender superhero. Uh, So while Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is separate from Marvel Comics... Uh, has been catering to the LGBT agenda now for for many years. Uh, even one of the main characters in the latest film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, suddenly wears a... a- a pride pin uh, yeah. on her jacket uh, throughout the movie. Uh, so you know Disney has not been shying away from this for years, but now Marvel Comics is entering the fray. This month, Marvel unveiled its newest edition, Escapade, which is a transgender mutant superhero, according to Screen Geek. Uh, so the character will be featured in the upcoming comic book Marvel Voices Pride, which. Not a creative name, I have to say. Like, you couldn't have come up with something better? But anyway, that's the name that they went with. Uh, So it'll be written by Charlie Jane Anders, who is uh, a transgender-identified female. Uh, and it'll be designed by artists Ro Stein and Ted Brandt. Uh, The new series will debut in June. Uh, Escapade, whose character name is Sheila Sexton, uh, is also expected to appear in an upcoming installment of the New Mutants comic book that's coming out uh, this fall. So according to comicbook.com, the new superhero, quote, has the ability to instantaneously switch physical locations with another person or trade any specific physical or abstract attributes such as possessions, organizational status, skills, superhuman powers, and even situations. So Anders, who, like I said, identifies as transgender, celebrated the trans superhero. Uh, Anders said, I have loved the Marvel Universe for as long as I could remember and may or may not sing the Spider-Man cartoon theme in the shower on a regular basis. I was thrilled to be able to introduce a brand new superhero to stand alongside all of my favorites. I hope that Escapade and Morgan Red, and other character, uh, will inspire trans and non-binary people everywhere to believe that they too can fight for justice with the power of creativity and chosen family. Brant, one of the artists who designed the hero, said we need a hero like Sheila Sexton for people to look up to. Uh, And the other artist on the project, uh, Stein, said it's very exciting to be part of bringing a new character into Marvel Comics. Working with Charlie Jane's script was a lot of fun, and I hope people enjoy reading about Escapade as much as we did putting together uh, her first outing on the page. Uh, So all of this comes, like I said, uh, as Disney, with its Marvel Cinematic Universe, a separate franchise, has really leaned into all of this stuff. Uh, In the new Doctor Strange movie, like I mentioned, uh, there is that uh, hat tip to the LGBT community with just the pin uh, that one of the main characters is wearing. And the actor who portrayed her, she's only 16 years old, and she said that she's really happy to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, give a platform to America Chavez, uh, the character's name in the Doctor Strange movie, uh, who identifies as lesbian. She said, I'm all about positivity and creativity, but sometimes I can't ignore that completely, she told USA Today, uh, the actor Gomez, referring to uh, the criticism lobbed at Disney and the MCU for sneaking the pro-LGBT message. Into the newest superhero movie. Uh, She said, I'm grateful to have very supportive fans uh, that are so much louder and more enthusiastic than haters. And it's really important since I do have a really big young following to show them that things happen and it's better to stay strong and continue and move forward. Uh, The 16 year old actor also told the newspaper that she's pleased to portray a lesbian character in the MCU film franchise and said she's eager to grow with her in every aspect. She said, quote, I love that she is a leader and a problem solver, and she just happens to be lesbian. Uh, so obviously it shouldn't come as a surprise that the Walt Disney Company and Marvel uh, are are leaning even further into this. Uh, that's exactly what Disney CEO Bob Chapek and other top leaders with the entertainment brand have said uh, for the last couple months uh, since they you know, rebuked Florida's parental rights and education law, uh, the quote, don't say gay bill. Uh, in a statement this spring, Disney said that it plans to advocate a full repeal of the legislation uh, which prohibits public school educators from teaching children in pre-K through third grade about sexual orientation and gender identity, but specifically about LGBT characters in Marvel movies and you know, at everything else owned by Disney. Carrie Burke, the president of general entertainment at Disney, uh, said during a Reimagined Tomorrow Summit, which is an internal conference for employees essentially, that she's the mother of two children, one who identifies as transgender and the other who identifies as pansexual. Uh, She said she would like to see many, many, many LGBTQIA characters portrayed in Disney films and TV shows. Uh, So this has certainly been a long time coming. They've done this with several other characters prior to 2021 and 2022, uh, but Disney and Marvel seem to be leaning even further into this now. Um, but it's not coming without, particularly with the Don't Say Gay backlash stuff, it's not coming without some some issues uh, for Disney. Uh, they're not emerging unscathed from this with the public. Uh, a new survey, we wrote about this on faithwire.com, uh, you can read that now, uh, a new survey shows that public favorability for the brand has dipped to a mere 33%. <laughs> which is a significant nosedive from the 77% support uh, that Disney garnered from a different survey that was conducted in March of 2021. Uh, so it's not clear exactly, since these were two different surveys by two different companies, it's not clear exactly what uh, what specifically uh, is the reason for uh, the, the big dip. But I, I don't know. I think we could probably... <laughs> We could probably piece together some of the <laughs> yeah. reasons, uh, so i I don't know that this is necessarily great news for Disney, but they don't seem to be backing down, and neither does does Marvel Comics either,
1: yeah, I mean I'm not an investigative uh you know <laughs> reporter, but I would say that that is probably the likely reason I mean yeah. you'd think they'd learn their lesson by now, and it's just it's just honestly bizarre that to see these companies just go so all in to try to cater to one particular group it, it really is something else like you you just i just don't understand why they're so bent on making sure that this is like their top issue it's insane like you could understand if it was kind of like a back burner thing and they they tried to you know include it somehow here and there but it's just it is literally priority number 1 it's really remarkable to watch and and really sad for our culture as well especially from a christian perspective when we know really that that is not the way god has designed us to live and not the way god wants the family to be and so you see people in the world going in that direction and and uh it's it's tough to watch
2: it is yeah and I, and i think you know, this is activistic, and I think that is the the most important thing to remember. And what's so interesting is that you have to kind of wonder at what point – everyone always said, oh, dollars and cents, they're the most important, and people are going to always go where the money is. And I think that is true to a degree, but I also think you're watching businesses – take risks based on perceived bubbles that they're in, right, of ideology, but also beyond that, knowing that there's a whole other country and a whole other arena of people out there who don't support these things and don't want them in their entertainment, the fact that they're willing to risk these things and do it, I think does show that there's an element of this that is so activistic that it goes beyond some of the money that they're just like you know for christians our values and our and the truth that we we know to be true in the gospel we're going to defend that at all costs there's a religious element to some of this i think that that there is there are values here that these people are not going to compromise on now and they're willing to maybe risk a little bit and turn some people off in the process and so i don't know if that theory is true but i do think you're going to see some more of that risk taking where money isn't really always driving every decision that they make
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, to your point, Billy, but also to, to what you were saying, Dan, it, it doesn't seem like money is the driver here because, according to the UCLA School of Law, okay. a whopping 1.4 million adults in the United States identify as transgender. Yeah, 1.4 million. Right. Uh, Yet yeah, this is this is the this is the direction that we're going yeah. in. Obviously, Gen Z is increasingly pro all of all of these different sexualities so there's that to factor into but like you've said many many times billy i think there's a huge spiritual factor here that's really the driving force behind a lot of this yeah
1: and that disproportionate push versus the amount of people that there are it's it's i mean you can think of all kinds of groups that there's only one million of in america and literally none of them get any of the push that I mean, because we're coming up on June, guys, and we all know what we're going to be going through in June here. Yeah, and, it's going to uh, be a
0: wild one this year. It's
1: going to be a wild one this year. It's going to be um, probably more prevalent and prominent and saturated than ever before. So um, brace yourselves uh, for that one. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a real joy. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to our last story, which might actually bring people some joy in terms of the comedy of it, but...
0: Yeah. There,
2: So there was a hearing yesterday, a House Judiciary hearing. It was titled Revoking Your Rights, the Ongoing Crisis in Abortion Care Access. And a number of activists and others came in and, you know, and talked about this issue of abortion. But there were a number of interactions that really caught people's attention. One of them was Representative Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Um, He spoke with this pro-choice activist and went back and forth and actually left this woman um speechless and it's really fascinating to watch we're going to run the audio in a second here but the woman's name is Amy Arambide and she's the executive director of Avow Texas which is an abortion advocacy group and just to set it up for you the two of them they're going you know back and forth about this issue of abortion and Mike Johnson the congressman he asks some very simple questions and I'm, let's just roll it so we could hear it because it's very entertaining.
0: So, so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition for any reason, for any purpose at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body. And then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical practitioners. Okay. And not, if it is, listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10 year old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong. Correct. I believe that okay that is and wrong. a two-year-old child same thing that would be murder we would all agree that's wrong then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old or nine months old or one week old or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the uterus? What, what's the difference why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases <laughs> i trust people to determine what to do with their own bodies. wow full stop
2: So so what what you're hearing there now, that long pause after he says the thing about, you know, the the baby eight inches further up the birth canal in utero, she has this look on her face like she has seen a troop of ghosts. It's not even (laughs) one ghost. It's a troop of ghosts. And she is completely stunned. And and she's stunned because this has been a question that nobody on the pro-choice side is able to answer whatsoever. Um, there are insane arguments that are made, and and this happened with another person during the same hearing that it's a baby when a baby comes out of the womb because that's why we have birthdays. You know that you're alive when you come out of the womb. Um, okay, well if a woman has a baby and you've heard me say this at seven months early, you know gestation seven months. She has that baby. If she had kept that baby for two more months in her womb, it wouldn't have been alive. But suddenly it's alive at seven months because she had the baby. It's just, it's insane argumentation. But in this case, you see this woman completely stumped. And But what you don't hear is what Johnson, the congressman, says after that. He obviously you heard him say, wow, and he seems completely flabbergasted and perplexed by her reaction, which, again, is a boilerplate. You know, she's just flipping over to the page and reading one of the pro-choice talking points that she trusts people to determine what to do with their own bodies. And he's talking about another body that isn't part of their body, a full grown baby at this point. Um, now, he says to her, there's a legal issue here, but under that is a moral issue. It's about reality. It's about science, the advancement of medical technology. You're talking about unborn children, and your full stop is that you will support the termination of that child at any time, and that is frightening. And he went on to say that this is why the the will of the people should be ruling over this issue of abortion, not Roe v. Wade. And I have to, I have to also add before we conclude here um, that... Erin Biden, the woman in this video, she also made headlines during the hearing for basically it sounded like saying that she believes men can get pregnant and have abortions. So this was quite the hearing um, on Capitol Hill. And why does it matter? It matters because we're watching. We've been told to follow the science now for years. And many of the same people telling us to follow the science. This is the wacky science that they have, right, that they can't even answer a basic question and they're completely stumped when they're posed with it. So I'll leave it at that. But, man, what a hearing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a, a remarkable... The I don't know what you call it, but the 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 shift from utter baffled, befuddledness, speechlessness to <laughs> defiant, I know I'm right, full stop is one of the more remarkable things I've ever seen in my life. I mean... She obviously has no answer for that because he's just described accurately a human being is still a human being moments before um, can, before being born. And she obviously has no answer for that. Absolutely zero. And then just says, thinks, oh, I, I need a bumper sticker slogan. Um, women can do what they want with their body. Full stop. Oh, whoo, whoo. and the sad thing is everyone's going to everyone on the left, the pro choice left. They'll cheer that. They'll absolutely cheer that and agree with it because people have blinders on. I am fully convinced of that. There's just no amount of rational arguing that's going to change these people's minds. It's just going to take literally an act of God for them to actually see what is happening here because he couldn't have laid it out any clearer. And she clearly was caught. And then she had to resort to some bumper sticker that, as you explained, Billy, makes absolutely no sense. So (laughs) wild times.
0: Yeah, and I think the sad thing is is that her comments are indicative of pretty much the 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 way these conversations are going with so many people across the country yeah. they've been convinced with really shallow reasoning and like inch deep argumentation uh, that this is the opinion that you should have. And then also I think the mental uh, gymnastics that we're going through in our minds when we're having these conversations is uh, particularly if you're anybody who has any level of prominence in your sphere of influence or in culture or whatever is well Am I going to be attacked by the mob for saying this or for kind of thinking out loud or processing this? So uh, I think the awkward pause is probably an awkward pause that a lot of people are very familiar with because then they're kind of trapped they think, well, if I think this out out loud or if I say my 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 gut instinct and what I actually think, you know, one, how's it going to come across? But two, are people going to come after me? Uh, for for having this opinion particularly like i said if you're a well-known person am i going to be canceled for saying or for giving a little bit of ground uh, to the pro-life person so you have to like you said dan just like it's like you're robotic and you you reset like (laughs) i I malfunction and then i just reset (laughs) by by saying some sort of uh bumper sticker slogan and then i've absolved myself of any potential of being guilty of Uh, and deserving of cancel culture uh so you know instead of actually entertaining the question which is a good question and one i think everybody should contend with on this issue let me just do a factory reset and say i support women make whatever decision they want to with their body Uh, and then you can say okay clean slate we can start over i mean it's Um, more of a malfunction yeah yeah
2: it's almost like the but yes it's it's horrifying i i these people need to be able to answer these questions if they're going to make these horrifying arguments, and yeah. the fact that they can is so telling.
1: Well, and so the arguments are getting—it's not—it's no longer like safe, legal, rare, and we just don't want this. We just think this is the best way to, you know, not have the women put their lives in danger as well. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard all that before, but it's shifted from that. It is now shout your abortion. I, I just saw this it's back like and more forth. more is better. Yeah. Well, did you read what um, I'd never heard of this person, Joe Lumen? I don't know if you know this person, but someone on Twitter who has a bunch of followers. I have no idea why. She's going back and forth with Ali Stuckey about abortion. And listen to this. Listen to this comment. This is an actual serious argument. She says, I would rather get an abortion than have a brown child who ends up being adopted by white evangelicals. It is not kindness to children of the global majority to give them to people who will traumatize them with self and ancestral hatred and abortion is an act of love (laughs) i
2: mean
0: how do you respond to that i don't know with an exorcism
2: because that is the only i mean it's so evil it's not it's not even funny it's just so evil yeah
1: Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking it's completely wicked and I, i mean people like this have a voice and it's it's Mind boggling that they do. It's mind boggling that anyone would listen to that. And it just shows the sad state of affairs that our, that our country is in morally, you know, because they just, just completely lost. They completely lost a good portion of them where they, they latch onto this stuff. And so um, Do you remember
2: we, Mr. Magoo? Do you remember yes, yes, Mrs. yes. Mrs., with his it's car a and he could bunch of Mr. Yeah. Magoo's running the show, <laughs> and they're and they're not seeing anything in front of them. Yes, that's
1: a hundred percent right. We've got a Mr. Magoo sense of morality here in the country <laughs> today. <laughs> it's a good, a good, a good description there. So. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode of the podcast. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, wherever else they do podcasts. I know there's a million places out there. So uh, Lord willing, in that creek, don't rise on us. We will be back here on Friday tomorrow for more. God bless. See you then.